Well, hello everyone. Thank you again for joining us for another ADRA Insider podcast, uh, especially during this week of the week of ADRA emphasis. Tomorrow we have a, a special sermon that is going to be delivered uh, by Pastor Daniel Saw, and then the big finale will be the Christmas concert, and we hope that everyone will join us for that. Today, it just so happens that I have as my guest Pastor Daniel Saw, and uh, he has uh, come to join us. He, uh, well, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about yourself, about uh, what your role is at ADRA. Thank you so much, Frank, and thank you for the warm welcome and introduction. It's great to be here with you on this podcast today. It's a privilege for me to uh, serve at ADRA. I was asked to serve as the Canadian Programs Manager. So simply that means overseeing all of our domestic programs, including emergency and development work across Canada. Okay. And how long have you been serving as that in that role? Well, I've uh, this past year has marked two years, so I'm two years plus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. And what were you doing before that? Tell us a little bit about your background. Sure. Yeah. So back uh, before or prior to joining ADRA, I served as a pastor. So I was in the field. Um, I had... Uh, reached the uh, wonderful, perfect number of seven churches. Okay. And I said to that last church that I pastored, you know, according to Revelation, uh, my, there are seven churches, so this might be the last church. So it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, so to speak. And, and true to that, um, it was that same year, in my second year that I was called to serve at Adra. I prayed about it and I thought that God was like, calling me to extend the ministry. Mm-hmm. Now, you've kind of prepared for this all your life, right? I understand you have uh, some degrees from Loma Linda University uh, in public yes. health. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, I had the privilege of uh, attending Loma Linda, and I was able to do a, a degree in public health, a master's in public health in health uh, promotion, education, behavioral change, um, project uh, management as well. So that's really helpful. Wonderful. So it and comes to bear very well at ADRA. Yes, as, especially as we are trying to uh, ex- extend our partnership with local churches across That's Canada, right. local That's Seventh-day Adventist exactly. churches, and uh, I'm sure that many of them will um, really benefit from your background and, and knowledge and leadership in public health. I really hope so, and I, I hope to continue to allow that to uh, be a service of ministry to our churches. Yeah. Now, you just kind of came on board as the pandemic started, is that right? Yes, that's right. Just on the heels of the pandemic, yes. 2019, I joined the ADRA team, and then it was December 2019 that the pandemic was discovered in Wuhan, and then it was the following year, I think it was March of 2020, where it became a global pandemic, worldwide pandemic, worldwide uh, public health crisis. So you kind of entered the building while it was on fire. (laughs) (laughs) So to speak, so to speak, yeah. Kind of hit the deck running, right? Yeah, wow. So what did ADRA do um, to respond to the crisis? People were experiencing losing their jobs. Yes, it was so difficult. You know, um, I think it hit many people as an overwhelming surprise. They weren't prepared. I mean, do we ever, are we ever prepared for a crisis or emergency or disaster? It just sometimes happens without warning. And so, you know, because right implied in our name, in our, in our very uh, acronym ADRA, Adventist Development Relief Agency, you know, ADRA sprang into action. But of course, before we just spring into action, we 
assess the situation. We, you know, keep that communication line open with our churches and our conferences to see how best we can work with them. So the key at ADRA is to partner strongly with them. We don't just go in and take the work and say, okay, we've arrived, but we want to show the value of the relationship and working in partnership and collaboration with our partners we call them implementing partners right. but uh, those that we serve and most of our, our partners are our church churches yeah. across Canada Good. it's amazing yeah. so with, with respect to the pandemic uh, one of the big issues that arose was food security um, a lot of people lost jobs or food prices went really high and of course there was this maddening rush to buy things purchase things I as remember. you know <laughs> do you remember toilet paper people were stockpiling toilet paper and other things so a lot of churches in the communities in which they are uh, nestled in or they reside in they became aware of the fact that essential items were lacking and so we wanted to help them by providing some uh, funding assistance so that they can meet some of those needs in the community mm-hmm. Now, at the end of the year, uh, 2020, we prepared a a small video report. I'd like the viewers to take a a look at that now and kind of give you an idea of some of the things that Adra was involved in. Let's take a look at that now. Twenty twenty has been a year of unique challenges and opportunities. An unseen microscopic enemy threatened lives, closed businesses, schools, playgrounds, and emptied the streets of busy cities as people sheltered in place in their homes. Millions were suddenly unemployed. Almost half of the population reported a significant loss of income. Many families on the financial edge, living from paycheck to paycheck, began to wonder how they would be able to pay for rent and feed their families. Very quickly, people began to go hungry. The nation's elderly, living in long-term care facilities were the hardest hit. Because of age and underlying health conditions, they were found to be the most vulnerable to COVID-19. With huge spikes in death rates, long-term care homes were placed into quarantine and our elders went into isolation from their loved ones during a time of nationwide fear and uncertainty. These challenges to life as normal have led to unprecedented opportunity for Christians to share the love of God in their communities. The Seventh-day Adventist Church in Canada was quick to respond to the COVID-19 crisis. Partnering with ADRA Canada, the Adventist Community Services North American Division, Canadian Conferences, and the gifts of our faithful donors. Support was offered and given to food banks and other organizations who were helping people in need from coast to coast to coast. Even though people were receiving emergency funds from the Canadian government, 
the support that they were getting often was just not enough to cover all of the expenses and provide food. Others, for various reasons, were not eligible for any support at all and were left with no means to feed their children. Food banks often run out of the lobbies and parking lots of Adventist churches saved lives. Personal care kits provided much-needed, hard-to-find items for personal health and hygiene. Over 500 volunteers came together across the nation to help purchase, sort, sanitize, package, and distribute vital food and supplies. The Seventh-day Adventist Church in Barrie, Ontario, was one of 33 churches across Canada that used the emergency support funds to reach out to families in need, the homeless, and the elderly in their community. When we heard that there was an opportunity to uh, partner with ADRA, by God's grace, you know, we had some great ideas that, that were, were given, but the three main ones were, um, one was the tablet initiative, um, the second was uh, just to enhance the eye care program that we've been doing, and uh, the third was to make this food hampers and assist families that are affected by COVID, either, you know, a, a job loss or just not being able to um, buy some of the things that they uh, needed. People in the church might bring uh, food and meals to a place called Youth Haven downtown. Yeah, and then, um, you know, it, the, just acts of kindness like that started growing um, into the homeless community as well. And that's when the youth ministry started taking more of an active role in outreach too the homeless community coming up with the name of I Care and um, from that point things just continue to build up momentum. The challenges of these uncertain times have been difficult for many people across Canada. It has also provided many opportunities for us to exercise our faith, love and generosity to people who need our assistance. Thank you so much for your kind support of the Ministry of ADRA. So there you have it, a report of, of the work that ADRA was Amazing. involved in uh, for 2020. Phenomenal. And uh, it carried through onto, 20, what has 2021 been like for you, <laughs> Daniel? Well, that's a good <laughs> question, Frank. You know, it is almost as if it was like a part two a right. sequel, you know, yeah. like a, a good movie. Well, I'm not saying this is a good movie, but you know what I'm saying? It's almost like, okay, part two or the sequel off. And, you know, the first year of the pandemic, we thought, okay, we were going to, you know, move out of the pandemic or, you know, as they say, clear the air or get out of the woods. But we're still there with the second pandemic or wave that came in. It further compounded it. And so, again, food security needs was mm. high on the you know, on the urgent response list that we needed to address and also psychosocial support. A lot of people uh, 
you know, suffered by the emotional and psychological toll of the pandemic. Mm. This affected them in terms of their relationships, in terms of their personal health, in terms of stress. We saw a, a high increase or a higher rate of unemployment. Mm -hmm. And so it was very difficult. So again, our churches, um, we reach out to our churches and the churches going through the first wave we're better able to pivot as we they use the word themselves to be more effective. And so we continued on with partnering with our churches across Canada. Compounding the pandemic this yeah. last summer, tell us about the work that ADRA did uh, to respond to the emergency in British Columbia. Thank you. Yes, that was huge. So in the midst of the pandemic, uh, British Columbia and our brothers and sisters there, um, you know, a province that is often prone to natural disasters such as flooding and fire. So there was the typical, but more than typical, BC wildfires that spread across the interior of the province and it caused a lot of destruction into, and particular communities that were really affected in terms of um, loss of homes, wow, displacement, yeah. disruption. Lytton, BC. Lytton, you got it, yeah. I had the opportunity of going through the, the town yeah. after the burnout that's right. With my cameras, and it was just—it was like looking at World War II oh, photos, you know, just going through all of the destruction. And yes. I can't imagine having, you know, been one of those people that lived there and lost everything. Just devastating. Just in a few hours, just gone. I tell you, I think I remember we were—I um, was in one segment of the trip with you, and you were capturing some powerful footage. An imagery and we pulled off on the side of the highway there <laughs> yeah. and we saw the smoke billowing we also saw a helicopter one of the emergency helicopters you know with a bucket and getting water to take it to you know douse the fires yeah. so it certainly was surreal it's almost something you see out of a, a motion picture or a movie but it actually happened and we had churches in some of those communities such as Kamloops um, and of course, Lytton, as you said, um, we don't have a church directly in Lynn, but outside of Lynn, uh, Lillooet, and then we have Merritt, and um, other parts were definitely affected. How has uh, ADRA responded to the fires? So the first step we always seek to engage is our church. So we reach out to the British Columbia Conference to uh, see what uh, they were dealing with and how they were responding in terms of their churches and pastors so that we can partner because we value the partnership. That's the key. We want to strengthen and fortify our relationship with the church because we are one voice, one team. Second to that, ADRA has a privilege of sitting on the provincial um, NGO councils. So we are a member of the uh, British Columbia IDBC. It's a, it's a an uh, NGO council consisting of many other uh, NGO um, organizations and agencies, uh, one of which is Canada, uh, ADRA Canada. So we're so privileged to be a part of that. And so we also get some information, current updates, um, what the province is doing to respond to the emergency, and then what supports they need from the NGO partners. It's like the Red Cross and... Similarly, um, yes, and Samaritan Spurs, Exact Salvation Army, and Team Rubicon. And so uh, we also um, expressed um, our interest to help and to be uh, of service. And one of those areas that Canada, Adra Canada has a specialty in is, of course, in in-kind donation and warehouse management. Mm -hmm. So we actually offer that. And in fact, they, they gladly accept it because they realize other NGOs did not have that particular specialty. And in fact, the BC government 
asked us and tasked us if we could run the entire provincial in-kind donation warehouse management. Oh, wow. Was that because of the reputation that Adra had after the Fort McMurray fires? Precisely. That's definitely building on that for sure. And that built one of our, you know, built our strength and also further our capacity in that area. So um, I think that that word must have spread for sure. Mm -hmm. And they had no hesitation to offer uh, us or actually, you know, give us that mandate to proceed with that. How did we put that program together? Well, it was huge because you can imagine a huge operation. We're thinking about the entire province of uh, mm. British Columbia. Mm. So uh, first steps was we do have uh, on our emergency team uh, some very well-trained personnel. Of course, our emergency program director, um, who is Anita. And we have a very seasoned gentleman who has been with ADRA um, on contract for many years. His name is Elaine. He actually worked for uh, the city of uh, Brampton as their emergency operations manager director. And so we're very happy to have his expertise on the ground. So we had to go out and assess and fly out there. And he was there as well. We had to locate a warehouse that was large enough to receive incoming donations. And so it was very challenging at first. But of course, with prayer and of course, networking, God led us to an amazing warehouse that had ample space to accommodate all the incoming donations in yeah. kind. Now, did we hire a bunch of people to uh, process all of the <laughs> in-kind donations? How did that work? Well, Adra loves volunteers. Uh-huh. And yeah. there are many people who love to volunteer for Adra. So <laughs> we engage our church members. And the closest church, actually, that happened to be in BC was located in Vernon, BC, specifically. And so we got a lot of volunteers coming in. Mm-hmm. Of course, um, there are some positions that have to be paid because of the, the demand and the amount of time, energy, and effort that's placed in there so very few paid staff but mostly are volunteers from our churches when i was there filming i even saw some pastors ah, getting right. involved <laughs> uh, spending a, a volunteering a day that's out beautiful of week. yeah yeah we had some we had wonderful support from our church in bc and um, different churches that came and expressed their interest and even through donations as well when i was filming at the uh, warehouse yes you called me and said, <laughs> you know, there's a church, Vernon Church, that has a uh, community garden. That's right. What is ADRA doing uh, as they partner with local churches yes. in the way of community gardens that you can tell us about? Our work at ADRA is not only emergency response or in times of disaster and relief, which is very important and critical, but we also do um, sustainable projects. And so we turn them as development projects. And uh, one of those development projects is a creative one where we have now sought to go with the theme that seems to be quite global about greening, climate change, you know, what is uh, environmentally friendly. So we believe that as Seventh-day Adventists in environmental stewardship, it's a biblical responsibility. God entrusts us as stewards to care for his creation. So one of those areas, of course, is looking at how do we work with the land. So we've created this category of pro- projects called Eco Garden or Eco Community Gardens. Mm-hmm. And so, in fact, we have um, over a dozen across Canada okay, and from coast to coast to coast. Right. <laughs> and one of which is in Vernon, B.C. Um, we looked for churches that had um, pieces of land. They had, you know, acreage and they were unused. And so the Vernon Church has several acres and they've been 
thinking about it and dreaming about it. And so when we uh, shared the idea, they were one of the first churches to respond. Mm-hmm. And, and you went and I had the privilege of visiting there. They created such a beautiful eco-based garden. In fact, they were able to harvest and give to the local food bank mm-hmm. and those in need. And this is all organic, by the way. And they were so excited, they expanded the garden. So we provided some funding assistance to begin the startup of the garden and, of course, the maintenance of it. And we wanted this to be an ongoing project so that it really helps to put um, a very strong face to our churches as they connect with the community. In fact, many members of the community come in to help out or to just be a part of of you know the support of it so it creates um, relationships sure and forging those type of friendships yeah I met some of those people when I was really there. yeah yeah now as we are filming this podcast yes BC is in another crisis as we speak tell us what Adra is planning absolutely um, you're talking about as we speak that we've moved uh, from fires to flood yeah. from hot to cold mm. I mean it's almost something out of the apocalypse uh, I'm sure it must be for the people that live there well, absolutely you know, the images so. that we've seen uh, on yes. the TV where the trans Canada highway is flooded completely is submerged yeah. right um, and we had a few deaths I'm glad it wasn't too many but every life counts and there was a lot of dislocation, disruption. People had to be evacuated. In fact, um, I'll tell you what we're doing right now in terms of our work at ADRA. We again engaged with our um, conference, British Columbia Conference, and working through them. So as they assess the needs on the ground to see um, what areas are greatly affected and if there are churches in those re- uh, respective communities, they can operate as a resilience center. So they would open their doors to provide immediate food, so like maybe hot meals, some essential emergency kits, and even uh, create a safe space to provide some psychosocial support. So this is where we're at right now. We have not fully implemented that, but that's where we're going. But immediately what happened was um, the Canadian military had sent in helicopters and, of course, uh, military personnel to help in the evacuation efforts. So they actually evacuated many people from uh, Merritt and Abbotsford and surrounding areas or those um, you know, neighboring communities, and they evacuated them to different safe places, one of which was our very own camp, Hope, where over 200 plus uh, individuals are staying there sheltered safely, provided food and warmth and some essential kit or services. Do I understand it right that one or two of the mudslides were very close to our campground? Very close to the camp. In fact, the camp director, Mr. Bill Gerber, actually was on CTV and um, we were talking with the uh, youth director, Pastor Brian, who also told us that um, they never experienced flooding, but water levels were high in their water system. But they prayed and uh, they did whatever they could to prevent and get ready for a potential crisis um, or or disaster. And God allowed the waters to recede. Mm, That's wonderful. And furthermore, what was fascinating is that to see the Canadian military helicopters coming in onto the landing on the grounds of Camp Hope and bringing in, uh, bringing the evacuees so that they could find shelter and, um, of course, uh, warmth and food. So it was fascinating that Camp Hope is actually living up to its name to be a beacon of hope in this time of crisis. Not only uh, providing a a wonderful place for camp meetings, but now ministering to to people in need. Precisely. 
Now, in addition to the crises in BC, <laughs> what else have you been working with? I understand that uh, we're also doing something up in the very north. That's right. The Nunavut uh, Territory, in fact, um, they recently had, and it made headlines across Canada, a water crisis. Essentially, their water system uh, was contaminated. Their municipal water system was contaminated. They found that there was some petroleum and uh, petroleum-based products, so it was declared unsafe and it was a state of emergency. So they were flying in um, hundreds of tons of bottles of water and then of course, of course, trucks that were bringing in water. So it was very challenging as people would have to line up and go to community centers or designated areas to pick up the water sources at certain scheduled times. So what ADRA did, um, of course, not in a, in a large way, but we wanted to work with our Iqaluit um, Seventh Adventist group out there. It's not a full church, but it's a wonderful group, and we're able to work with the local pastor there, who actually helped to facilitate this emergency response. So what we did was we decided to, to help them by providing some water gravity buckets. Okay. So these water gravity buckets would have filters in them, and so I think they hold about 4.5 liters, and they would fill up the buckets, and then of course with the gravity it would filter right through, and then the, it's like two buckets. And then the first bucket receives the water that needs uh, filtration. And the second mm -hmm. bucket is where they can actually receive with a little handle and nozzle. They open it and get right. that clean drinking water, usable water, right. nice. potable water. Nice. Well, you know, I've, I've heard Pastor Mark Johnson talk about how we are working from coast to coast <laughs> That's right. to coast. Yes. And uh, so yes. this is what he's talking about is, is the work that we're doing up in the very far north. That's right. And, and in addition to the far north, we go up from Iqaluit to Iglulik, which is actually on the Arctic Circle, right by the Arctic Ocean. And they are experiencing, of course, extreme food shortages. And the food that comes in there is very expensive. So one of the requests that came to Adra was, could we assist them with some um, funding for food vouchers? Mm -hmm. Because it's so expensive. And most of the um, residents of the community are um, members of the Inuit community. And so we were very happy to partner with an, our small SDA group there to also provide this food assistance through the voucher so they can get the food that they so need, especially as the weather is changing, it's getting colder and prices are just higher because it costs much more to ship the food there. Well, it's so wonderful to hear about how ADRA is becoming more involved right here at home. You know, often when I yes. visit the churches, they'll ask me, you know, why are we helping people way over in Africa <laughs> when there's such a need here That's in Canada? Right. So it's it's nice to hear that yes. you have come on board to kind of take the leadership role in, in ADRA's work here at, in, in Canada. Now, if people want to support the work in Canada, yes. uh, I understand that we have a gift catalog we with do. some items inside. Absolutely. Tell us about what people can do uh, through the gift catalog sure. this year. In fact, we have the gift catalog right here as you talk about it and we can actually show it. It's a beautiful gift catalog. You'll notice that as you open its pages, there are many areas that we work in and projects. And there is, of course, in about the midsection of the catalog page, pages eight and nine, that specifically talks about Canadian projects. So we actually have three main areas. These are not the only areas or exclusively, but we chose these three areas as a general categories. So the first one is trauma counseling or psychosocial support. Mm -hmm. This is very important, especially during this pandemic period. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are in need and no greater way than for them to find a safe space. 
using our church facilities. You know, we're thinking about how can our church be more engaged? How can they connect more with the community? This is one of the best ways. Mm. And so, you know, it's a, it's a service that we offer freely. And then the second one is Feed a Student. So we have this amazing project, an ongoing project over the years with a First Nation school in the Alberta Conference called MANS. Mamaway, Atascotin Native School. And of course, so it's First Nations, they are servicing four large reserves mm. in that area. And they have been in the community for the past 30 years. And um, all of the students are First Nation students. Mm. And they don't pay anything. The tuition is provided as a ministry to them. Wonderful. So we support them with their annual food program. So they try to teach them healthy food choices, nutritious, and they have a beautiful kitchen. I think you've been there, and I've been there too. Yes. And they actually engage them in food preparation. And they also have a garden that we are working with that they harvested potatoes. And when I went there, they were making fresh-cut French fries. Nice, nice. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the second one. So we encourage uh, those who would like to contribute to that because it's making an impact, changing lives, and the success rate of graduates are very high for this school. And then thirdly, our broader categories are Canadian projects. So of course, from coast to coast to coast, we have projects such as emergency-based projects and of course the development projects, um, including what we would call in our larger category, ministries of compassion. Right. And we'll talk about that later on, but uh, this includes all of our projects. So we, we encourage our wonderful donors, our listeners, our, our members out there whom we really appreciate and admire and thank God for to make a donation, um, anyone where the Lord moves on their hearts in these categories. Now this gift catalog, I understand, has gone out packaged with the December issue, is it, of, yes. of the Canadian Messengers. That's so right, I believe that. people should have gotten this That's right. if they're on that uh, <laughs> uh, list. Yes. But if they haven't, they can always go to our, our website, website and Precisely. pick the gift there. Exactly. We have it right on our website mm-hmm. and uh, they can access it there. And they can also call us um, or send us an email. They'll be happy to respond. Sure. Yes. Now, in addition to supporting the mission of ADRA in Canada through the gift catalog, yes. there's also a special offering that's coming up tomorrow, December ah, 11th. That's right. Right. Is that the offering for Ministries of Compassion? That's right. Let let me share a little bit more about that. Thank you for bringing it up. So from the week of December 4th to the 11th, we have something called Adra Week of Emphasis. And it's culminating on the 11th with this grand offering. And it's falling under this beautiful umbrella called the Adventist Ministries of Compassion Canada, AMCC. Okay. Which includes Adra, ACS, and other uh, mission ministries of compassion, such as... uh, Ministries to the hearing impaired, to the visually impaired, to possibilities, those with disabilities, etc. And so it is, it is a wonderful way to uh, provide the funding. The funding, of course, will be collected through the local churches and then as it goes through up to the conference and then to the union. And the union has asked ADRA to administer these funds through uh, the meeting of these needs through our projects. Okay. Yeah. So ministry. if a local church then decides that they want to start a ministry of compassion yes. in their church, yes. uh, 
uh, who do they call? Do they call you? Or? <laughs> they call Adra, yes. And then, of course, most likely they'll put, it, put, put, in, put them in touch with me and our wonderful team at Adra, and uh, we will help them. So just like what Adra does, we, we engage with the partner, which is our churches, and then, of course, Adra loves good paperwork, good reporting, because we always have to give an account. And so we will work with them to provide all the necessary information through orientation and get them up and running so that we can support that ministry project. All right. So people, just like the Bible uh, recommends to lay aside at home <laughs> this evening <laughs> so that you right. can prepare to yes. give a big offering tomorrow for the Ministries Amen. of Compassion Amen. to support this work in Canada. Yes. I just want to say, you know, thank you, Frank, for saying that. You know what? Um, our members can see that their funds, their, their funds that God has entrusted to them is going to work. It's going to the actual ministry project. And we're so grateful to God that God has allowed us to revive our work like never before in Canada and work very closely with our churches and our conferences because we are one body, one voice, and we want to make the greatest impact mm. in transforming people's lives. Right. Now, if by chance people are watching this video on our Vimeo channel <laughs> or the Roku channel yes. next year, it's May or June already. That's right. Time flies. Can they still support the project then or the, the program that you're doing or is it only on December 11 when they pick up the offering? Great question. Absolutely <laughs> not. They can support it well beyond December 11th. Yeah. Uh, our mission and our ministry continues throughout the year. It's ongoing. So if they miss this one, they still have an opportunity to give. Our, our donation button is always active <laughs> and live on site. And uh, if they're in doubt, they can call us or send us an email. Sure. But we welcome that. We really appreciate the support of our donors from the field all of our members our friends constituents guest visitors every dollar every penny counts yes so they can just go to adra.ca that's it and uh, look for the donations exactly uh, menu there and uh, find the national program and, and support it that way. That's right. And you know, because we are a not-for-profit or charitable organization, we are eligible to provide tax-deductible receipts for those who require it. Right. Yes. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, Daniel, for joining us today and uh, sharing with us uh, your vision for, for the future, for ADRA partnering with the local churches. And thank you for joining us today. Uh, we appreciate your support and uh, interest in the ADRA Insider podcast in our programming here. If you've enjoyed this uh, program this evening, we encourage you to check us out uh, wherever podcasts are delivered. And if you want to see it visually, of course, we're on uh, Roku and Vimeo and Amazon Fire. You can easily find us. Just look for ADRA TV. But uh, that does it for this evening. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Daniel, for being here. Thank you so much, Frank. God bless one and all.